Welcome to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D adventure about four heroes on the greatest quest of all, to find true love. Last time on Romancing the Dungeon. Extra, extra, and it doesn't get more extra than this lot. I'm your Tezrab Tadler, and here's all the hot goss from town this week. Hipster realtor Ezra Gardner spotted with a thick warrior goddess. Seemingly the tycoon has a problem with a bite even he can't handle. Ouch! I guess we'll have to wait to sink our teeth into those deluxe condos he's promised half the city. Got a hot date? Then best not take them to Flotsam Park anytime soon. Word about town is the once hot spot for a little slap and tickle is now the go-to for mopey losers. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Speaking of Mopey, a little devil friend of mine with the inside scoop, Dish Dirt, that Carly Faye Jepsen and the Rockettes drummer, joins their lead singer in what's now a double disappearing act. That guy's got some neck on him, apparently. That's all the goss I got. Until next time, folks. And remember, if you're looking to flog that priceless family heirloom or pick up a bargain, think Burbage and Sons. Hashtag sponsored. miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems, at least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamy or dirty. Dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers, founder, CEO, and love wizard. And sex up your boudoir with my brand new range of homemade candles and wax melts. Scent of a woman <laughs> with notes of tobacco, cat fur and clothes. Liven up your bedroomantics with the real scent of a woman or just convince people you did. <laughs> to get started, please fill out the attached questionnaire. Question 19. What's your guilty pleasure? I really like um, flowers. Uh, I, I know it's it's kind of really stupid, but I just, I like a big bouquet of flowers. I like to, to sit in a field of flowers on occasion. Uh, Thane's tidbit, in terms of guilty pleasures, I love to get away from everything, go out on my own, in the middle of the night, under the moon, just take off all my clothes and have a swim. I just love skinny dipping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Christ, no. <laughs> Um, well, my guilty pleasure is uh, when I have some time to myself, I like to grab some little snacks and some personal ads and chill out on a roof and wait for the love of my life to walk by. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> How is that guilty? <laughs> That's just fear. <laughs> Guilt, guilty pleasure. Um, I, I don't, sorry, I don't really understand the question. I mean, like, if it feels good. Do it, you know. I, like I don't know. Like my personal philosophy has always been: if it feels good, put it in your mouth, and you know. <laughs> we begin with Fia. You wake up just to the sound of the door into the the apartment slamming. I get up and stretch. I pop my clothes on because I know Quillo's probably been out early to get the paper and stuff, and I'm going to go walk down to the kitchen to see him. Oh, I see. We've decided to get up. Good morning, then, Fia, I suppose. Morning, Quillo. What are you planning to do for the day? Are we, are we going to be lounging around in our pyjamas? No, no, no. I've got 
I, I took care of the other thing for you last night. Um, I'm going to make my way back to the rest of my friends and oh. get out of the city. Oh, that's it. So you just come in, you eat my food, you, you know, you just take up all the space in the apartment and what? Well, that's it. That's that. That's it. Not even a thanks pillow. I, I even got you something. He slides a block of something wrapped in a newspaper at you. I open it up to see what it is. It's just raw meat. <laughs> I got breakfast. I pick it up and bring it over to the stove. He sits down uh, at the table. All the furniture in the apartment, are it's, it's all hodgepodge together. He hasn't changed a single thing. Yeah, everything's kind of still in the same cupboards and stuff when I reach for it and that yep. kind of thing. Yeah. As you are kind of preparing the breakfast, he's kind of rattling uh, around a little bit. Breakfast isn't the present, Thea. He reaches into his coat pocket and he just pulls out like uh, a couple of pages. I reach out to take it from him and say thanks. He he just rolls his eyes. Is, is it done? Yeah, yeah. I, I pop it on a plate and I put it down on the table in front of him with a knife and a fork. He just looks at it. Uh, he doesn't make eye contact with you at all. The paper in your hand, it's, it's newspaper. Immediately you kind of start to skim through. It's like, it's... It's two double-sided pages from your favourite newspaper, the Quill, the Quill Herald. Give me a, a perception check with advantage. Uh, 17. You've devoured the, the personal ads and none of them were particularly any good. And as you're kind of skimming through the rest of the pages, a couple of things kind of stand out to you. You see that Forever Rock uh, have launched a, uh, their first worldwide tour. The other thing you see, and it's kind of what stops you, and it's a small little kind of byline, Flatstam Annual Fall Fete. The estate to close to the public. A small private party will be held. Norris Flatstam, estate manager, cited his sister's frail health and sadness at the lack of a harvest festival this year. Dear Eugenia, returned from a recent trip and has not been the same. I have assumed all responsibilities for the manor, and while the estate will close to the public, rest assured that I will ensure next year a feast and festival befitting my sister will be held in her honour. The annual Flatstone Fete has been held on the last day of autumn. It was started by the late Betty and Norris Flatstone as an annual tradition opening the grounds to the public and allowing everybody and anybody in Tezrab to partake in frivolities, festivities and joy. This will be the first time in 30 years the event has not run. I kind of freak out reading this, especially the part with the fact that Eugenia has come back. I run upstairs to my room just past, I'm not even paying attention to Quillo anymore, just past him. I gather all my things into my, into my bag and I shove the paper into it as well and I bolt out the door. You dash upstairs to grab your things uh, and as you're heading back down, you just see that Quillo is standing kind of, not blocking the door, but he's kind of put himself between you and, and it. The, yeah. And he's just kind of holding a hand on the frame. Are we going somewhere, Thea? Yeah, I, I told you, I'm, I'm going back to meet my friends, but I need to go now. Something's come up. Like what? Nate's wife. I, I know where she is. I need to tell him so we can go and find her and help her. I I don't get you, Fia. And quite frankly, I, I don't think I want to. And he opens the door. My eyes trail down at him saying that, and I just tiptoe out the door around him kind of nervously, and then I bolt towards um, the yellow cauldron. You just, as you, as you are uh, heading down the stairs, you just hear kind of called after you. Mom would be proud. Nate, you wake up and downstairs all you can hear is just like a clattering and a banging and like just kind of stuff smashing. Okay, um, I'll get put my clothes on and get all my equipment ready and uh, make my way downstairs. 
as you as you as you as you just kind of descend down into the bar area, you can that that clanging and banging of pots is getting kind of louder. In the copper rabbit, there's just a small kind of back kitchen, and you've never really known Marilla to be a homely cook, let alone a cook of any kind. But you can all you can hear is an indication. Marilla, Marilla, you okay? Ah, yeah, Nathaniel, get in here. Beast. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go through. You see that she's literally covered head to toe in flour. Like, literally. It's just, like, apart from, like, a one eye, like, everything is just... There's flour in her hair, flour on the wall, there's flour... There's just pots and pans everywhere, and there's something grey-brown bubbling in a pot. Oh, um, I'll go over to that pot and, and give it a stir. It, it all moves as one. It's not even liquid. It's just, it's not solid. She's kind of created a new form of state. <laughs> it's not gas. It's not a solid. It's not a liquid. It's a Marilla creation. <laughs> Around you, you see the kitchen, as it hasn't changed a bit, there is pipes kind of um, swinging out of everything. She's always been fairly gifted with DIY and coming up with kind of snazzy little inventions, inventions and things like that. She's just... She's kind of she's kind of a bit of a gearhead to be honest, and you just hear kind of a wee kind of overhead. There's like a little kind of owl head just sticking out of a ceiling, and its eyes are flashing as smoke erupts from what looks like a, a box with fire in it. I mean, it's like, oh, you little best And she's just looking up the ceiling. She's kind of shaking her head. She's gonna wipe the flower from her, and out of that box with the fire, you can just see like uh, shooting straight up and exploding into cinders. Two slabs of what looked like bread once. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> it, it looks great. Thank you very uh, much. Can I? Is there anything else I can help you with? Or no, no, no. You sit, you sit, you sit down. You, you sit, you sit down. <laughs> I imagine there's like a serving table where like waitresses and waiters. Yeah. So like yeah, so it's I'll, like, I'll, I'll sit myself down there. Um, a few moments later, she comes out with literally the pot of whatever that was, and the ashes of the bread <laughs> sprinkled on top for texture. <laughs> she brings it out and she puts it down. On like she reaches up to the counter and she whacks it up for you. And as she does, it just kind of goes and she she attempts to scoop it and eventually just has to slice into it and she's just kind of put a chunk of it into a bowl for you and it slides across the, the counter at you. Yeah, you bastard, that's good for you. Good for you. Put hands on your chest, you little bastard. I'll, I'll, I'll lift the ball up and just give it a little smell. It smells like darkness. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is and whatever she's done to whatever it was, whatever ingredients this was, you've no idea. There's It's an indescribable smell off of it. Mm, yeah, hearty. Uh, she takes a bite of it, and you literally see her whole body quiver, like right to the ends of her hair. Like the whole thing just kind of rustles. It's like, <laughs> and then she just swallows it. Where's Cloda? Uh, I I don't know. Nathaniel. No, honestly, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know where she is. Nathaniel, you bastard. Where's my barmaid? She's not upstairs. I can tell you that. Like. No, oh, nothing you, happened. Nothing oh, happened. A quick five, was it? You bastard! You little horny little bastard! I told you, no more since the last barmaid. I prom- you know, I, I I promise you, I promise you, nothing happened. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. I don't, yeah. Mm. Shit, you little bastard! <laughs> so, what are we doing? Uh, well, I I I've, I've got some business to attend to today, and I got to find uh some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. So I actually might have to shoot off now. You beast. Get out of here, you cheeky little beast. I got stuff to do myself. You're heading back into the main part of the city? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Festa, 
Um, you, we left you standing uh, at the foot of your bed, uh, a very, very dead, pale white, uh, high of, uh, and blood everywhere. Uh, there is blood on your hands, and you're holding a note from Dahlia. Um, I just sort of stand there, and I'm staring at him, and I'm looking at my hands, and I'm looking at the blood on the bed, and uh, probably the bloody boot prints, and I'm just like, <sighs> okay. Okay, 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 okay. No, this is what I, this, it's okay. This is okay. This is, this is what I do. Give me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> this is not what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three. Okay. As you're kind of like, you're trying to reassure yourself. There's nobody else here. You're trying to reassure yourself. You blink and the, the body on the bed, it looks like Nate. It just, for a moment, it just flashes. And you just see Nate in the bed, dead. Um, my breathing gets a little faster, a little more panicked, and I just kind of look around the room and take everything in, and, like, I'm not home, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what happened, but I think I know what happened, and I don't think it's good. I need help. Can I just have a peek out, like, a window that looks over the alley and see how... Busy it is? Yeah. G- give me a perception check. Uh, 21. Footfall is picking up, uh, and it's, while it's, it, it is early morning... You know within an hour or two, even at 30 minutes, it's going to get very busy. Yeah, I'm just going to run over to a sink and try to to wash my hands off, grab my cloak, wrap myself up because I know I look like a mess. And just run out the door and last I was aware Thane was in the temple district. Thane, as your eyes kind of open and flicker and there's kind kind of a dim light around you, your body feels... Strange. Give me a constitution saving throw with advantage. Okay. 13. You gain one temporary HP point. You wake up on a feather bed, draped in really soft blankets. As you kind of adjust, you see you're you're in kind of a cozy looking room. In front of you, there's a wash basin and you can see that there's a uh, porcelain jog atop it. And they are hanging on the back of the door. You see your clothes like you've never seen them before clean yeah pristine <laughs> nice. like there's literally a glean of them the only thing you notice is the boots don't look like your boots yours were worn and scuffed and broken in and you know they had that sort of like weathered leather look to them sure these are brand spanking new huh uh, i try and fit them on they're a perfect fit like they're snug and they're tight they catch a little bit gonna have uh, bleeding toes for a few you days you are um and you're also going to have disadvantage on deck saving throws. I've been there, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It, it is that sort of, like, oh, these are great. I can't, I'm so glad I bought these. Ow. Ow. <laughs> God for that one temporary Ow. HP point, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give and I take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, important question, though. Is my beat up bloody vampire, in quotation marks, head still around? There's no sign of it at all whatsoever. Outside the, the door, you can kind of hear some kind of rumblings of activity. Yeah, I'll just make sure I've got everything on me and step out into where I've been left. You step out into the hallway. It's an open corridor. There are doors across from you that look quite like the one you were in. Um, people are kind of emerging. The people all look fairly kind of weathered uh, and, and worn. Even though their clothes have been washed like yours have been, they have the signs of age. They're all heading kind of off to the left, down into what as you kind of peer down into them, it's it's an open room with benches and, and uh, tables. Okay. I just kind of follow behind them and whoever's kind of last in line, I just kind of walk up beside them and just kind of give them a nod. Yeah, it's it, it's a fearable uh, gentleman, uh, okay. probably kind of pushing like late 50s. Good morning. Morning. 
I'm Thane. Gus, I haven't seen you here before. No, I, I, I got, I just got here last night. Um, do you know who's in charge here, Gus? Probably one of them. And he points at like the people wearing those robes. I point at the same person he points at. I'm like, excuse me, you, hello. You see a, a gentleman probably in his like mid thirties, uh, human, dusty kind of chestnut colored skin, fading kind of brown hair. It's not going gray, but it's that sort of softening of the brown. Uh, and again, he's wearing uh, those robes and, and kind of spectacles kind of like, drooped over his nose. He's holding a bunch of paper. Yes. Hi, I'm I'm Thane. Who are you? I'm Brother Rashid. Rashid, nice to meet you. Um, who's in charge? Uh, you'll have to speak to one of the higher brothers. Uh, okay, where can I find one of them? I'm sorry, what do you want one of them for? You know, to talk. I, uh, can you, uh, and he's, he's kind of shuffling the papers around and it's just, he's kind of struggling a little bit. Please, and he, he, he's kind of gesturing at you at the door. You open the door and it's just a desk with paper everywhere. You know this is a fire hazard. Are you planning on starting fires? No. Well, then we're good. Please close the door. I take it you are not familiar with the temple. N- no. The higher brothers are not going to speak to you at all at all. I don't, I don't understand. What is it exactly you wish to do? Uh, get some spiritual guidance from them and perhaps some, uh, teachings. Okay. Um, I've got 15 minutes, I suppose. And he gestures at a stack of paper on the other side of the desk for you to use as a seat. Um, how do you get around the idea of killing people? He stops <laughs> and just stares at you <laughs> wide-eyed. You just see him kind of go a little bit sheet white almost. So hypothetically, we live in this world. You, his hands are now searching the desk. <laughs> going. Where there are, there are beings, there are fiends, there are fae that, that come in and they cause trouble. And in certain ways, they're different from us and their will is just bent on torment and terror. But they're still alive. Is it right to kill them? Okay, I'm going to level with you. Please do. I'm not actually a priest. I'm just a clerk. I, You're nearly there, though. I know I have no aspirations, and you've definitely sealed that off for me. Um, you, you pose some interesting questions, most of which I'm going to try and forget. Sir, I, I, I think you should probably take your leave, and whatever moral dilemmas are weighing on you, good luck. Unless you want to have yourself landed into some sort of institution. Um, you should keep all of that bundled up and push it way down. Push it. Push all those dark questions way down. When you think you've got to the bottom, just stamp on it. Just stamp on it until it's a paste. Oh, that reminded me. Speaking of bundles, I did come in here last night with a, with a bundled item that I was hoping I could also leave with. But when I woke up this morning, it was not in my room. Can you describe what exactly it was that you... Had yeah, bundled? no, absolutely. It was it was a bundled in kind of like a cloth sheet and it was kind of watermelon-sized, um, kind of damp. Okay, well, chances are if it was wrapped in cloth, they've probably washed that. So okay. that, that's good news there. Um, but, it, oh, uh, one moment. And he sheepishly gets up around the desk and you see that he's just... He's got a letter opener kind of gripped in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he slid it off the desk without you seeing. Uh, and he was holding it. And his knuckles are, are very white as he's gripping it. And the entire time, his eyes are just locked on yours. Yeah. And they follow you out the room. <laughs> yeah. You can just hear his... You know, his, his footsteps are fast. He's not running, but he's definitely walking with cause yeah. and fear. But he... Yeah, he's, he's, he's powering down uh, the hallway. And 
you're left alone for a little while. He comes back to the room with somebody else and a, well, a box. It's now in a wooden box, a rather sheepish looking dwarven man holding it as far out from his body as he can. Uh, my, uh, my colleague has your right. Watermelon? That's perfect. Thank you so much. And I just take the box. Uh, it's, it's practically glued in the dwarf's hands. He's literally gripping it. No, you can let go. It's fine. And he, he looks at you and then he looks at Rashid and back at you, down at the box, back at Rashid, back at you, back at the box. And then he just kind of lets go. And, and then Rashid just kind of nods at him and just kind of... Sh- yeah. Now you have your watermelon. We're good. Um. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Be seeing you. <laughs> Oh, I very much hope not. <laughs> and he just gestures you out the door and closes it behind you. Almost like fate. Uh, or a forced narrative on my part. <laughs> Thane, as you exit the temple, um, kind of uh, sprinting and huffing and puffing her way, um, you just see kind of Hephaestus, just sheer kind of panic and fear in her eyes. Thane. Hi. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember that job that we did with, with that dwarf and he lost his hands and we got caught? Do you do you remember that? Yeah, Larry People the... walking by are always <laughs> looking at you. Like, Sorry, what? Yeah, Larry the locksmith, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you, but it went bad. Like, it went real bad, right? Yeah, it was touch and go. I need your help. A thing happened and it's bad and and I I can't I can't go to the others. I, I, I they, they can't help me, but, but like... It's okay, we you, can fix this. Yes, yes, please. Um, Unless I just... you have a building full of dead bodies. Um, no, wait, we can burn the building down then. That's fine, never mind. Let's I do just, this. Can you just come with me and, and like, no, 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 don't judge, don't ask. Don't ask any questions. I don't, no questions. Can, can you do that? I think I can. Nate, you're, you, you are, I'm sorry to say, but... It's kind of what I imagine. You are just standing on a street corner waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is just... Uh, <laughs> is that is that, is that No, 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 that's an orc. Kind of coming towards you, you see a Shader Kai elf, her, her hood pulled up over her head. Give me a perception check. That would be a 12. Is that Fia? Nah, it's not Fia. It's not Fia. Fia. You see Nate standing on a street corner. <laughs> Literally with his hand over his eyes, kind of like scouting the area. I, I run straight to him, like, Nate! Oh my Mark. god, thank god, thank god. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Look, I'm after finding something. I think it has to do with Eugenia, and I, I, I rifle through my bag, and I'm looking for this piece of um, newspaper again, and I pull it out, and it kind of rips a little bit, and I hand it over to him. Yeah, it's the, it's the, the that news article uh, read out about the Flatstone annual fall fight being cancelled. Yeah. I think he has her again. What 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 do we do? Did, well, did you find anything out about the Flatstone estate? Uh, no, I saw I saw like a statue, um, and then um, I went to go see Sykes, but he's not there. But they, he he the uh, the bar person will let them know that okay. we're, we're here, so we can. Well, I still need to go to the library. Maybe we could find something out about the Flatstones there. Do you want to go? Uh, yes, yes. Let's do that. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Ye, so you're just going to head straight for the, yeah. the library. So you're kind of in the centre of the town. You're near the quill, that large kind of that tower. You would kind of that's where you'd kind of met. It is like a focal point. It's where all, kind of all roads in Tesreb are kind of designed to lead in that direction. And the Tesreb City Library is in the Artist District. So you're going to head kind of south easterly from where you currently are, just head in that direction. 
the the two of you are heading again down that south main road the buildings here are that much nicer you know they're uh, structurally they're more sound there's more space between them and they are all quite official looking they're either a museum or a gallery or an office building and yeah even people even stuff that people are wearing are uh, a little bit better off both of you give me stealth checks uh unnatural 20 14 a small patrol of guards kind of marching up uh, this road just kind of stop one who kind of looks over at the two of you instinctively via you kind of take nate by the wrist and the hand and you just kind of drag him down kind of a small alleyway just before the guard has a, a chance to kind of properly take in who you are and yeah. who you might be and you just pull nate's hood up uh, and you continue on the way you're going she's still holding your hand uh, uh, thanks, sorry, I, th- I, th- I forgot I was famous for a minute, thanks. <laughs> it's okay, let's keep going. She hold my wrist or my hand? It, she grabbed you by the wrist, but now she's holding her hand. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll hold her hand back. Okay, you, yeah, there's a slight squeeze. Give me a wisdom saving throw for you. 19. So, two things happen. You feel the mark on your back just go hot, and then you just feel kind of a flutter in your belly and kind of up through you, and your heart beats a little bit faster. And you continue leading towards the library. Thane, you are kind of led by Hephaesta. I mean, you're not taking any side streets or back alleys. It's just literally beeline from the temple. Kind of down a smaller road, you're pulled. And then you find yourself kind of standing outside what looks like a... It's, it's, it's like something that's been kind of refurbished or repackaged. It's an old building that's kind of got a, a good lick of paint on it. And you just see kind of Hephaestus rummaging for some keys. Oh, is this... Do you, like, live here, live here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sort of. After you, I suppose. You just see Hephaestus taking a breath, Thane, and she kind of steadies herself, and then the door opens, and she ushers you inside, looking over her shoulder, and then she closes it shut, and she leads you up some stairs. It's it's pitch dark in here, with the exception of the light coming in from that the pane of that front glass at the, on the door, and the stairwell is quite narrow uh, and tall. As we're walking up and I'm behind her, it's like, so what should I be expecting? You remember that comment you made about a building full of dead bodies? Yeah. There might be one. Oh, one's fine. Yeah. Um, did, you yeah. Kill, did you kill him? Or her? Or them? No questions? Remember the no questions rule? We're just gonna enact that right now. I'm gonna take that as a yes, though. Why do you like you? You are led uh, up two flights of stairs and again outside a heavy door and there's a clunk and the door, it doesn't open and close as normal, it's kind of a slidey door. It's pulled back a little bit and Hephaestus slips inside and just kind of gestures for you. Immediately two things hit you. It's cold, it's, it's actually colder in that apartment than it is in the stairwell and you smell blood. Just play it cool. It's a bit cold. Do you want to put on a fire? Yeah, I guess if comfort is your concern right now. Yeah, I'll just go over to the fireplace and put a create bonfire in there. There's a kind of a nice kind of warm glow <laughs> off of it. You approach the bed. Yeah. Are it's you... an elf. He's had his throat slit. And he looks like Nate. Um, Fess, did you know how many other people live in this place? I haven't mm. been here in months. Okay. Um, you sleep and have sex here. That is literally it. Let they know th- I live here. Yeah, Thane is going to get to work. So first thing I do is I use some of my hemp and rope to just tie all the extremities together. So like the limbs don't go flapping places. And then I kind of just use one of my flasks of oil from Gertie to just like pour over it. So it would kind of mask any smell. 
And Festa, what are you doing? I'm standing there just holding a dagger and staring at Thane. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what he wants me to do. I don't know what I want to do. He seems to have ideas. What do you think, Festa? God, I don't know. Is, is, is there somewhere we can dump it? Can we, can we get it out of here without getting caught? It's like middle of the day. Oh God, this is horrible. Can we like, the trunk. There's the trunk. There's there's the trunk at 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 the foot of the bed. Not yours. Not not your trunk. The the other one. Can we shove him in there? Take it somewhere. Is there enough space in that trunk? It's full of a lot of what you would have seen Dahlia wear in the past. You know, uh, pastel pinks, lots of whites and creams, uh, big poofy dresses, glittery collars, puffed up sleeves. It's garbage. It- <laughs> Whoa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but it's it's a chest full of clothes. Okay, D- fucking dump on the ground. You just see like a festive like ravaging through it. It's just a storm of cloud clothes over her head. All right, let's see if we can fit this guy in here. I suppose I'll take the head and you can take the feet. Yeah, sure. And we'll just try to squish him in, crack him in half. Both of you give me strength rolls. Okay, buddy, roll for squish. advantage. Eleven. Fifteen. So we're gonna just say it's. Then you're more kind of assisting Hephaestus. Uh, she's the one trying to get it into the trunk, and you're holding it. As you as you pick up the body, yeah, it's a hell of a lot heavier than you first thought it would be, and you, you're both kind of hoisting it up. And then there's just a knock on the door. Uh, Miss Wolfram, I'm, I, I saw you go into the room, Miss Wolfram. I, I need to talk to you about that matter. You you contacted me. What, Miss Wolfram? Um. You, you asked me to come in and, and, and give the place a once-over this morning? Not right now, I'm busy. Give me a deception check. <laughs> okay, five. Wait a second. Miss Tenderson, what are you doing in Miss Wolfram's apartment? It's none of your business. No, I see. Oh, I, I'm glad you rekindled that. <laughs> I've always said you made a wonderful couple. What do you want? Well, now that it's you in there, you've clearly, you owe me rent. Uh, uh, how much... Well, let me have. Oh, we have to go down to my office and find out. Okay, I'll meet you in a minute. Oh no, no, you've tried that once already, Miss Henderson. <laughs> I'm on to your wily ways. I'm really busy. I really don't have time for and this. And I'm really poor. You owe me a lot of money. So please, the rent. Say something scary. Just give us a minute. We're putting on clothes. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, 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 you young people and you're cavorting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was young once as well, I suppose. Okay, Miss Miss Tenderson, you've got five minutes, and I expect you downstairs in full payment up front. I promise. Hmm. Cross my heart. <laughs> and it just echoes down the hallway, just drifting. <laughs> and we go back to the two of you stuffing that cadaver into the trunk. <laughs> Thea and Nate, you have found yourselves outside the, the door to the Tesseract City Library. And have either of you actually ever gone to a library? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, read Roma- I, read books, I read romance ro- novels. <laughs> I don't read books. People write books about me. <laughs> Sex pests. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in that one book about medical diary, about, you know, the disease. <laughs> the Nate. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the clap, but worse. <laughs> it's called applause. Tweeting. But seriously, get that checked. Yeah. You only get it from group sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> that was you? 
Yeah, Fia, you, you know your way inside the library like nobody's business. There's just kind of tall cement steps leading up into it and just these large double oak doors with dark metal handles on them. And there's people coming in and out. As you kind of step inside, you realise that it's it's now kind of past mid-morning and it's early kind of afternoon. And immediately that just the smell of paper uh, hits you. And it's that welcoming, happy place for you. Nate, you feel Fia's hand trembling a little bit, just kind of with kind of nervous excitement. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, and realizing I'm still holding his hand, I kind of I let go. Um, yeah, no, I just I really like like it here. So, um, we should, we should we should find a librarian. They'll be able to help us out. Uh, yeah, cool. Lead the way. You step into you step in through the the doors into a kind of a foyer, and from here, then there's just kind of three paths: <coughs> one right in front, one to the left, and one to the right. They all lead into the library, but the left path kind of takes you into more sort of the admin stuff. The right takes you straight up to the second floor, uh, or, or the first and second floor, but and straight in front of you are on the ground floor, and this is kind of where this is general access. Everything on the first and second tends to be more research and ac- academic based. The general public. This is where they go. Okay. Do I see? Uh, there's probably a reception desk or something in yeah, the area. The, the, yeah. They, yeah. You, <clears throat> having been to the library before, it's just straight in front and then immediately on your left. And they're set in some sort of weird lotus-like position on a hard black mahogany chair. You see a sphinx tabaxi. Uh, her skin is wrinkled and rolled and there's just glasses kind of, well, they're now nestled in a fold of skin and her ears are kind of wide and open and there's kind of a faded pink hue to her skin and she's wearing a deep deep cerise cardigan and she's kind of thumbing through a rather large heavy book i walk over to her and i'm like oh excuse me excuse me oh you're excused um i'm wondering if i could get some help please And the book just kind of slams shut. Uh, adjusting her, her glasses, you see that she's got these deep red painted fingernails and she pulls the, the glasses up, kind of up onto the bridge of her nose and she kind of stares out at the both of you. It's customary to remove our hoods in a library. We're, we are indoors, you little thugs. Oh, oh. I sheepishly pull it down. Yeah, same. Oh, do you know what? They were better up. I, I can't be looking at this. Uh, <laughs> I put it back up. <laughs> oh, take it down. <laughs> take it down. Manners. Young people. Or, well, I don't know. I'd probably put late 40s on you. What? I'm busy. We're we're working on a, a research paper about the flotstums and the flotstum Oh, good. State. You can read. Good. Excellent. That's the first part to coming to the library. The ability to read. Sorry, you're being very rude right now, and uh, myself and my companion don't appreciate it. Okay, we need we need some help. Oh, uh, you, oh. Get, you get paid to be here, don't you? Oh no, I'm a volunteer, dear. You're volunteering. I'm volunteering. Oh, that's very sad for you. Yeah. Okay, well, you want I'm to make gonna... a complaint? Hmm? Do you want to make a complaint? Well, what what would the point be? You're not getting paid. Uh, well, you could still make complaints. You're entitled to. You're probably privileged. It's something you young people throw around these days. You're privileged for this, and you're privileged for that. Oh, no, don't worry, I can handle you on my own. Oh, I very much. And she kind of. Flicks her fingers in her claws. I doubt that. I've scratched many a back. I've had my back scratched many times. Mm, there's a smell of whore off you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a smell of loneliness off of you. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Yeah, you work in a library. Let's go. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, we need information on the Flatsons, okay? They're so... very rich. My job is done. You may go in peace. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed we're in a library, so I'm going to need a book on that. Thank you. 
Well, then go look for the books. They're all around you. So do you, you, you volunteer to come here and be useless, is it? Or are you actually going to give us some information? I volunteer to deal with people who have manners. Well, we, we, we were going to come in here with some manners. Well, you, you wore came, hoods. You... you wore hoods. You wore hoods like common little hoodlums. And we took them off at your request. So how about, you know, you meet us in the same way that we met you. You asked us to take our hoods off. We obliged. Now, I would like some information, please. Where are the books on the flat stumps? She points <laughs> into the library. You see that it had kind of folded over her uh, in her cardigan. But as she's kind of readjusting herself, she's going to get a little more assertive. She's kind of tucks the, the cardigan down a little bit. And I see that there's just a name badge with Tezrab City Library volunteer in big, bold letters. And then you just see uh, Viola Fingersmith. Look, Viola, please. Oh, first name basis now, apparently. <laughs> just because you can read a name tag. My apologies. Miss, Hoodlum one, yes. Miss or one, Mrs. Yeah. I don't see how that's any of your business. <laughs> Miss, Fing- Miss Fingersmith. <laughs> how dare you little thugs come in here. Fia, as, kind of, as Nate is sparring with uh, Viola, you see a very sort of flushed uh, woman, kind of in her late 50s human, with just this bushel of crisp red and blonde curls just kind of pulled back with kind of a band and she's wearing kind of a long kind of flowing robe it's a lit it's a kind of a deep whiny kind of color and kind of again around her neck there is just a pair of glasses on a chain she's now stopped and she's kind of she's held a hand up not in a kind of a shush to your man but just kind of a moment and they're now looking over and she's just kind of pointing at viola (laughs) uh you can just see her you can because you can read lips you can just hear going see i told you she needs to be fired. <laughs> um, seeing her, I kind of leave Nate sparring with Viola. I walk around him over to her just while he's trying to manage that situation. And I'm like, hi, sorry. Um, my friend and I, we, we've come to the library looking for some information. We're having a little bit of trouble. Oh, I reckon you're having a bunch of trouble with Viola <laughs> at that desk. Yeah, we kind of are. Um, we're, we're doing a research paper on the flotstums. Oh, interesting. A research paper on the flotstums, you say? Yeah, yeah. We're not from the area. It's, it's kind of been set by by our teacher and we're just trying to find out more oh. about it. And what school? Oh, it's just, our, it's just our local village school from Herb. It's just what he's kind of set us at the moment. Give me a deception check uh, with advantage, you crafty little liar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a 22. <laughs> Oh, look at you coming all the way from Herb for a little bit of knowledge. I can appreciate that. I, I was a young woman like yourself once. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I'm self-taught. I'm self-learned. I can appreciate you coming in here like this. Oh, come on. And she like she kind of puts an arm around you okay. and, and is leading you away. I, I turn my head back like, Nate, Nate, Nate. Oh, and another thing, you bitch. <laughs> 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 yes, sorry, what? Nate, I've got some help for us. Oh, I'm not done. I'm back. I'm coming back for you. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I eat little piss ants like you for breakfast. Yeah, you shit break. I'm going <laughs> to fuck you up outside the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wa- I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting for you. Yeah. Three o'clock on the bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you kind of approached, you, she was her frame, not, I mean, she's, she's a spindly wisp of a, of, of a woman, but... Behind her, as you kind of approach, you see that there is a an older gentleman, probably kind of pushing late 50s, early 60s, a little bit older than her. He's wearing very kind of crisp shirt uh, and uh, long kind of flowing pants and, and sandals. He, he has like a cane and he's he's kind of he's looking at uh, the woman. You see that they, they both have name tags. The woman that you've been speaking to is Fannie Mae Fieldy. 
and the the gentleman is Lambert Le Prince. <laughs> so, whereabouts is the Flotstone Estate located? I know it's around Tesrab or something. Oh, honey, right? they're not going to let you near anywhere that estate. I mean, no offense, but. Well, they can spot a bumpkin a mile away. Okay, no, I'm not going near it, but I just, I need the information for my research paper. Oh, it is just south. It's just south. You go right out the gates and she's now kind of pointing out the door and she's giving you kind of hand signals. Uh, and so you go straight out there onto the main road. You keep walking. You're going to come to some wonderful, wonderful gates. I reckon those gates are about four or 500 years old at this point. Oh, wow. And then you keep on going. It's about another six miles. Mm. And then at that road, you'll come to, there's like a, a disused camp there. You, and there's a small little tavern. They don't, that, mm, well, no. I, <laughs> no, a little thing like you would get eaten up right there. But you keep on, you take a left of that road and you go on up and the flat stomach, you can't miss it. It's the only, it's the only house up on that hill. And it just looks out across the entire city. And it looks out across the entire Lake Capulet. It's I'm, marvellous. I'm, I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> I read this morning though that they usually do a festival every year. Oh, yeah, oh, that I've been to. That I've been to. Now I didn't mind you. I did not get inside because, whew, the crowds. That that fet just draws crowds upon crowds upon crowds. And I know the the parents passed away. Who is who has inherited the the estate? Oh. What, was it you? I, don't, I I'm not sure about that because I know sometimes it, it falls to the oldest, but it's the oldest uh, woman. I don't. Yeah, you, Look at you. I tell you, you are getting yourself an A on that report. I hope so. Or oh, well, I give you an A, sugar, just for being adorable. So yeah, who 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 manages the estate? Because I read it was it was the son. Oh yeah, it, it's. Oh. Listen, honey, my mama always used to say, "The more money you got, the less sense you have." Okay, that's what she used to always say to me when I was little. And we had no money. We had no, and I had lots of sense. So. Is, is there a lot of I, I don't know, like drama? I'm not one to talk about other people's dirty laundry, okay? But I have heard some things. Now, I'm not as, as you young people say, au fait with the happenings in this area. But my colleague, and she points over her shoulder at uh, Lambert, my colleague Lambert, now he's, he's a Tezrab born bred gentleman. He knows everything that's happening here. So I'm, rest assured, if you're, if your research partner, if he is with Lambert and he is getting all that information, yeah. mm, he'll get lots. Oh, that's really good. But the information you've even given me has been amazing. Thank you oh. so much. Oh, I, I was no help. This is not even my area. I've just heard the bits and pieces that I picked up, a little bit of gossip. Oh, what is your area? Oh, academics. Oh, way beyond the fields of like flatstone families and stuff. That's all like, hoity-toity, namby-pamby kind of stuff. Like magics and gods and stuff like that. Gods? Really? That's really fascinating. Um, just a, a local a local brother from Herb Sops. He's he's obsessed with this god, um, Asmodian the Wise. She stops, and she just stares at you, and just very slowly, the her right eyebrow just arches, and her expression changes. We go. We move to Nate and Lambert. As you kind of approached, he wasn't even looking at you, and he kind of been focusing on Fanny Mae and the young girl that just kind of broke up their conversation. I'm sorry, you're, you're gonna have to bear with me for a moment because I was just dealing with uh, one of your colleagues, and uh, I'm a little bit keyed up. Don't be. Um, right. So uh, myself and my colleague here were looking for information on the uh, flotsams. Right, but like, what exactly are you looking for? His expression is kind of quizzical and a little bit perplexed. Do you know what we want to be on the tour? Um, 
Well, really, we're only he just of... starts walking. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Fia, I'm going to go with this guy. Okay. So what do you want to be known, lad? Um, I'm, uh, we're doing a, a research paper on the Flotsdams, and we were just looking for as much information on them as possible. Oh, they're a very private lot. They read a whole pile in the library for records on them. Where'd you say you were from? Uh, I'm, I'm from here. Well, should, should, you should know then, sure lad. I should, but I, you know, look, I, I was brought up in the slums, uh, my dude, and uh, it's, it's, I never really concerned myself with that. I was just sort of busy surviving, but, you know, I'm trying to, you know, educate myself. And you'd be wanting information then on them. And he just, he leads you kind of, you're on the ground floor, but there's like a kind of a step up onto like just a kind of a higher level. And here you kind of, you left the uh, sitting in kind of a reading area, like a communal kind of reading space. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've you've been kind of led around in between the shelves and stuff like that. And you're sure you have no interest in the library? Uh, I mean, like, are the Flatstones involved with the library in any way, shape, uh, or form? Like, I like I've seen like statues and stuff of them, and I assume they've probably contributed a lot to the city. So, well, actually, now that you say that, they're Miss Flatstone made the gods watch over. She, she's a patron of the library. And we almost got closed and council slashed our budgets. But Eugenia stepped up. She used her fortune to save us. Oh, wow. And he he points up where you were. You could you could see kind of you know, there's various paintings and tapestries kind of hanging and stuff like that uh, around on the walls. But there you've kind of been led into... It's like a, a, a kind of a circular alcove of just shelves that are kind of culminating. And they're uh, on kind of a small sort of I won't even say pedestal but like a little column there is a simple frame and you recognise the face looking back at you and it's a portrait of Eugenia Flatstam but you, you recognise it's her eyes you see first and foremost they're just that sort of that pale soft blue and then her wispy hair kind of just done up and the painting is it looks almost finished it doesn't look quite done um why do you have half a portrait up of someone well fella now that's not exactly common knowledge and best left out of your report yeah 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 absolutely I don't want folks saying I'm a mouth or nothing but Miss Flatstone she fell in love with that artist was was he from Tezrab no Master Rochelle he, he, he wasn't from here and you, you've heard about. And he points at the, um, he points kind of. He's kind of moved closer to the portrait now. He's, his fingers kind of hovering. He's not touching it, but he's hovering. And have you ever seen her in person? Uh, I, um, I, do you know what? I think I, I may have. Yeah. Well, then you know what that is, then, then, don't you? The tiara with the kind of the blue flowers kind of woven into it. Yeah, that that um that definitely looks. Familiar. Definitely something. I admit, but could you, could you explain sort of the what, what that is? Most folk know her man and dad travelled the world a lot, but what folk don't know is that they visited the Isle of Mischin a lot. For her 16th birthday, after their most recent trip, didn't they bring her back? And he points at the he points at the tiara. Hey, they brought her. They brought back that their blue stone and made her her famous blue rose tiara as a gift. Sure, it became known as the Flatstone Heart. And and it's, it's, 
it's just a very valuable piece of well, jewelry, is it, or is there anything else to it? Oh, you better believe it's worth a damn lot. Sure, it is more worth than you and I could afford in a hundred lifetimes. Sure, it came from Mistian. And anything anyone knows about that place is that everything from there has, has a little bit of magic in it. And 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 when we when we say magic, do we mean good magic, bad magic? All magic is good and bad. Sure, it is, it is the person wielding it who gets to decide what they use it for. In Eugenia's case, I believe it is only ever used for good magic. Thane and Hephaestus, we, we move back to the two of you and the body is very much shoved into the trunk. I, I think our best bet is to, sneakily as possible, carry this trunk out of the city and just dump it somewhere. I like that idea. Both of you give me perception checks. That's in 17. That's a five. Okay, Thane, just faintly in the distance, you just hear kind of a very, very loud, rapid knocking downstairs. I I think we need whatever we're going to do. We need to do it now because there's people downstairs. What? Uh, yeah, I heard someone knocking downstairs, and I think oh, maybe it's just the cleaners or it's the guards, and I don't like either. So let's let's take this out the back. I'll I'll carry the front of it, and you can carry the behind. And you're now going to try and carry it out the window. Is there not a back door to the building? Well, fuck it, there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a fire escape. Okay, yeah, we're going out the fire escape with this giant human yeah. filled Give chest. Me strength. Okay, so you're just lifting it out. Yeah. Yeah. I Disadvantage. Oh, these dice, man. Four. Uh, eight. Shit. Would have been an 18. You lifting it up, um, you kind of, you managed to kind of get it almost on the windowsill. Thane, what you kind of half out, well, you're out the window kind of dragging it. So you're lifting your end and the handle just gives. There's a heavy thud and then... Both of you here kind of coming up the stairs, uh, very rapid footsteps. Then go, go, go. Okay. And I'm like shoving from, from underneath. Like I'm sitting on the ground shoving this thing up out of the window. All right, I'll just try to start lugging it down. Okay. Fire escape with me. So it was still wedged. This is wedged in oh, the window. Wedged. Yeah, oh. you're like, you both failed. Like, uh, and you broke the handle. Like, so or the body broke the handle. There's just a, a knock on the door. And Tefeste, you recognize it. No. There's just sort of an aura around it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm shoving this chest so hard. Give me a strength save with advantage. Natural 20, double natural 20. <laughs> oh. Uh, they, oh my God. The, the, you're almost pushed over the other side of the balcony <laughs> as the fear of whatever it was, because you heard the knock as well, but whatever it did, it spurred her on and the adrenaline... It's not only up and on the windowsill, it is out on the fire, and the fire escape actually groans like a <laughs> as the trunk lands, and it almost crushes your feet. Oh, uh, my new it, boots. It would have broken in the leather uh, <laughs> and your feet. There you go. <laughs> uh, there's a rapid knocking on the door. Hephaestus. What? Belinda. Carlisle. Tenderson. I'm giving you three seconds no precisely no to open <laughs> this door no one go away two just go away three and the door is just blown off uh, it's with a fireball it's literally just the door explodes in and crashes into the kitchen and in stomps Sekhmet Tenderson a fire ganassi golden uh, and auburn red flames just flicker around her as behind her, the trail of her cloak just sort of hovers off the ground. She's dressed in reds and blacks and a long golden medallion just kind of hangs from her neck uh, down to almost just her midriff 
where her shirt or her blouse is just slightly cut, revealing just a hint of belly button that has a piercing. Just on the corners of her eyes, there's just flicks of sparks. Sister. What? I asked you to open the door. I'm busy. Doing what? It doesn't matter. Not like you ever care. Bother me with your tears another time, Hephaestus. What do you want? I want to know why you were parading around Tezrab in my body. What? It was just a little joke. And, and you didn't think anybody would see through that. Oh my God. Get that over yourself. Would... I have a reputation in this city to uphold. Yeah, me too. You're cramping my style. Okay, Hephaestus. <laughs> Reputation would imply people respect you. And nobody respects anybody in the gutter. Go suck on a slug. You are a slug. Now, if you ever, ever consider making yourself look like me, push that thought, which I doubt there's very many in there. Just push it to the back. Gladly, it was horrible. Oh, please. It's the first time in your entire existence that people have actually looked at you and not felt repulsed. What? Is that all you came here for? Just to be a bitch? No, that's the bonus, Vesta. Mom's coming. What? Yeah, Mom's coming. You, she, she didn't write you the letter? I haven't been home. What's... why? Oh, she's just coming to visit. She's staying with me, of course. I, And she looks around. Well, Mom's got taste. So... Should I tell her exactly what you've been up to? And she kind of looks now at the window. That I duck under. Okay, so give me a stealth check. <laughs> These dice, man. That's like a nine. Hephaestus, whatever you and your latest himbo are up to, that's all well and good. You just make sure that's tucked away before mom comes. When she... Tomorrow. Are you going to be around or should I tell her that you're busy working? I might be. I have important oh, things to do. Oh, good for you, Hephaestus. If you don't want me to tell mom what you've been doing, I want to know what it is you used to get into the city like me. If I give it to you, will you leave me alone? Like, permanently? Mm, permanently for like a week. Fine. But you tell mom nothing. Should I wait here or will you bring me and get it or is the himbo? Leave him alone. Let's just, and I, I run past her and I just sort of grab her wrist and drag her down to my apartment. You're on the fire escape with the trunk. <laughs> just start. Plunking <laughs> that trunk down. Step at a time. Thunk. Yeah, just tunk. Thunk. Tunk. <laughs> okay. Tunk. <clears throat> tunk the trunk. Yeah. Tunk the trunk. We can hear this. I'm assuming in the other room. <laughs> yes, yeah, there is. <laughs> it's kind of reverberating down throughout the, the hallway. <clears throat> Um, Fia, you had just uh, Fanny Mae's oh, what a name. <laughs> Fanny Mae's expression had completely changed from that sort of that warm, welcoming expression to kind of perplexed and a little bit of alarm and a little bit of shock. Might I be so bold as to ask you just how you came by that name? It, our local priest, Father Sops, he's always kind of mumbling it under his breath and I heard him one day <laughs> saying it and it just had me curious. Mm, I see. <clears throat> Can I, if I can, I think we might have some information on that up uh, uh, on the next floor, if you'd like to, she points kind of up at a stairwell. Just hearing her tone kind of warily, I go ahead of her. So, Bad move. you were saying <laughs> that you come from where? Herb. i not as familiar with that part of this country, but for a country girl, you haven't got much of an accent. No, not really. I moved around a lot as a kid. Oh. And my dad was a merchant and... Oh, really? That's... Fascinating. Yeah, when he passed away, I just kind of settled in Herb for a while. Mm. 
it's kind of up, up, up a flight of stairs and it just, it's just a narrow winding stairwell that just keeps going up and up. What, where are we going? Oh, just a little research area. It's private. It's, 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 it's just for library staff. Oh, okay. Um. Hushed, chat, come on. Uh, after a little bit of time, you kind of come to just a, a platform and there's just a, a wooden door. So she unlocks the door and it opens up into kind of a small round study. Uh, there's a kind of a, a little fireplace, two desks, two high-backed chairs, and just it's wall-to-wall bookshelves filled with various books, scrolls, and trinkets and treasures that you've never seen before. I kind of look around in awe. The door closes behind you and there's a lock. What's going on? She moves into the room and she gestures at a small little footstool. I sit down gingerly. You said your name was... I didn't. It's Thea. And you happened to be coming from the... That little town of Herb? Yeah. Hmm. And there in that tiny little country hole, a local priest happened to learn about... Asmodian. Well, yeah, I don't know how he did. I never said I knew how he did. I just, I overheard him sputtering it one day. He's kind of a mad priest, to be honest. Thea? Yeah? And I highly doubt that's your actual name, but we can keep that up if you wish. I don't believe you, and I don't believe you're actually here to do a report on the flat stones. Now, I'm not sure why you'd be so brazen as to come back to the scene of the crime. Wait, what? We've had several high-profile burglaries in the library recently, and several texts and tomes belong to us have been stolen. One of which happened to be on Asmodian, the wisest of the wise, a book I personally have vested interest in. I've never taken... And now you're telling me that you happen to ramble in off a country road and you happen to know the name Asmodian the Waz. I told you, I learnt it from Sops. I've, I've never taken a book from a library, ever. I've never stolen a book from a library before. And if I was to search your personage right now, I would not find any illicit or stolen material? Well, you would, because I found it in Sops's house. So now we found it. We found the book. That's how I know about it. And why not? Why not return it? Why not be honest with me? Because... Because of something Sops did, I got cursed. And I'm trying to figure it out and to help myself and my friends. And it's scary. It's something I've never dealt with before and I don't know who to, tr- to trust. She... She moves around the room a little bit and, you know, she her fingers kind of glide over some of the books uh, and the shelves. What exactly do you mean you've been cursed? We, me and my friends found out that Sops had resurrected an old god using information that he had found in this book. Which god? Hedonna. She had her back to you. She had taken something from the shelf and she had her back to you for a moment. And then you just hear something smash on the ground. And she just turns violently around. You're telling me that your local priest resurrected an old one. I lift up the back of my shirt (laughs) (laughs) and I turn to show her Hadana's mark. My mark. And that gentleman that you came into the library with, he has one of these? Yeah. 
We're, we're, we're trying to find out what we can because we want to get rid of the marks. Oh, you poor, stupid little girl. Wait here. And she moves over to the desk and she takes what looks like kind of a short little staff on a, on a base up and there's like a little kind of, I don't know, it's like a weird little kind of cone on the end of it and she kind of just speaks into it and she whispers and you just hear a, what? Do it your damn self. And then just the name Biola. I've asked, I've asked for that, that, that Lambert bring your friend up. We've, we've much to talk about and you're going nowhere and I'm taking those books back. I hand them out and over to her straight away. No questions She asked. snatches them and she's immediately right. Oh, oh my God. What happened to the book? Uh, I, I just found it like that. He was keeping it under a bath. She kind of loses. She kind of, she's, <laughs> and she, talk, she, kind of, she clutches her chest and she kind of tries to, she stabilizes herself on the desk. <laughs> After a short time, you hear some steps coming up the stairwell. Festa, you're in your apartment with Sekhmet and Stane, <clears throat> you are you're on the first floor with the trunk. Yeah, people have just been staring at you kind of going, like, just giving out to you for all that noise. Uh, Sekhmet has kind of her arms crossed and she's leaning against the door frame, but she hasn't stepped foot in. I take it the maid quit or died? I haven't been home. I've been busy. I rifle around in my stuff a bit and I find the cloak, but I don't hand it to her right away. I'm just holding it. Some old curtains fashioned into a cloak. Do you want it? Because I can keep it. She holds out her hand kind of lazily. I chuck it at her, like right at her face. <laughs> Real mature, Hephaestus. I'm glad to see whatever you've been up to has just, you know, brought you such earthly wisdom. She she holds out the, the, the cloak and she kind of flicks it uh, and she looks at it and she's like, what's left in it? It's kind of gone. Hmm. Fine. I'll take it. And I won't tell mother anything. For now. And she walks out the door and she's like, goodbye, Festa. See you in like a month or so, I suppose. I just slam my door behind her. Climb out the window and join Saint. <laughs> you head out the window. <laughs> I can't walk out behind her. That's just weird and awkward. So you, you head out onto the, the first floor fire escape yep. and kind of just slightly the, the, the apartment next to yours also is out to it. You just see kind of a half a woman just kind of like, what? 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 Shut up, Ethel. <laughs> it's Beth. Who gives a shit? She's now she's holding her children's ears. Language. You absolute... You know, I won't say it. I won't, I won't stoop to your level. Fuck you. <laughs> just, one of the kids just holds up his middle finger. And, and then she, she slaps the hand down. She, she, she gives you the finger right back out the window. Um, yeah, then you just hear a festival say, fuck you. Uh, and a very angry halfling woman shouting back out there. Um, Incredible. There is just a slight drop to the ground... Can you say slight? Uh, five foot. Uh, so I kind of... Drop yourself. This is it. I'm going to go over push and you, it off. No, don't push it off. Just if you, you take, can catch it. I'm kind of pointing at the trunk pivot, and I'm like... Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> no, pivot the other way. My side doesn't have a handle, so I can't, like, dangle. All right, if you just kind of lower it down to me as slowly as you can, and I'll try catch it. Yeah, so yeah. you can give me an athletics check. Oh. Uh, that's a five The dice don't like me Hephaestus You shove the trunk It goes right over that edge And just as kind of Thane lands and puts his hands up It comes over You bundle under it Like you literally You buckle The trunk falls Crashes You hear a crack And a thud um, And you take Yeah I do 
two bludgeoning damage. You're just fine. Good you, job. There's this. <laughs> you just see a very squashed thing <laughs> and a broken trunk. Is like it like bottom? Yeah, where it hit the where it hit the kind of the cobblestones. Uh, it's cracked, and you can see the base of the trunk is not holding together very well. Give me a perception check. Oh my god! Why do I do anything? Ten. Strangely enough. You've never done any form of housework before, but you've heard of people actually using <laughs> trash cans. Yeah. And just at the end of the alleyway, there is a rather large receptacle. Okay, so I jump down off the fire escape and I just, like, I'm just grabbing whatever I can of this chest and, like, pulling it. Okay, Festa, hold on. I'll help you. Just, my <laughs> no, goodness. take your time. Take your time. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I Dragging can do this thing. I can do this. Perfect. Right, can let's... we heave ho this thing up in there? You heave, I ho. It's usually the other way around. <laughs> Six. Okay. What did you get? <laughs> Eleven. Okay. Um, you're barely holding it together emotionally and the trunk. <laughs> yes, and basically. As you kind of, you're laboring it up kind of onto your knees and you're kind of pressing it into the dumpster and then you kind of start to feel your arms go. You're still kind of winded from it falling on you. And just as you get it kind of on the rim of the, the dumpster, Thane's arms kind of give out for a second and the body rattles inside. And just where you're holding it, where it's cracked, you just see his face staring out at you like you just see Nate staring out at you and then it's just tipped over into the dumpster um I just sort of wipe my hands off on my pants I'm just quiet for a minute and then I go right so um we need to find the others or what yeah we should probably find Fia and Nate I'm already walking away yeah as I close the dumpster bin on this there's no lock or anything I imagine no, no yeah I just leave it <laughs> not closed. in this part of town and as I catch up to a fest I'm like so this guy who was dead why was he dead? Because somebody slit his throat. Because of who he was or who he could have been? I don't know who he is. He kind of looks a little like our... F- like Nate. I stop walking. And I just turn around and punch Thane in the gut. Just give me an unarmed strike. Not 20. Oh. <laughs> Thane has had more bad days than good. <laughs> you are just... Festa just stumps and it like, just stops. Yeah. She doesn't say anything, she doesn't react And as you kind of come up just kind of behind her uh, She turns, fair to say that there might be tears in your eyes mm. And biting her lip, her fist is clenched And before you have a chance to react She just sucker punches you right into the gut As Thane, as you, as you get the wind knocked out of you You just see Hephaestus' eyes almost roll back into her head And Hephaestus, in the back of your mind, you just hear her oh, Nice, hit him again what is that anyway to speak to your auntie? I'm sorry, it's not. I've had a bad day. I'm, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. How can I help? You can come and apologize to me in person. I'd love to. Right now. And you can bring your little thoughty with you. As quickly as her eyes roll back, you just she just takes out of you, a gasp. I, I look at her. Festa, I get it. I'm on your side. I don't think a lot of other people are. And, like, I can I can take that, but I don't know how many other people around you would. I'm here to help you. I think we're all trying to help each other. That's it, you know? And if you need to punch me, that's that's fine. But, um, I, I, I prefer you say it first, at least. So I wipe the tears away, and... I just go this way and I start walking toward Club Camera. 
Lambert <clears throat> has kind of led you up that narrow winding staircase. And after a few moments, you find yourself being uh, led into a room. The woman you had seen via discussing has opened the door and she gestures. And inside, sort of sitting there sheepishly, uh, you see Fia sitting on a footstool. Hey. Hi. Please. And she gestures at, uh, at a chair. What's, uh, what's going on? Um, they know about the mark. I sit down, sort of looking to Fia for reassurance. I'm still looking quite cheapish. You, yeah, you're, you're, you're stepping into the room. Fanny Mae has kind of, she's holding you, what you recognise is the tattered frame of the book by Asmodian, the wisest of the wise. Your friend here has, she's confessed to, well, not a whole lot really, but she did tell me about the mark on her back and I reckon you got one as well? Yeah. Why exactly is it that y'all are in the library looking for the flat stones and... You're carrying around this. They're, they're kind of separate issues between the, the, the group of us. There's, there's, there's a lot going on. So we were kind of trying to do a bit of a twofer. Well, this book is back where it belongs. It wasn't exactly handed over. But nevertheless, we won't press charges. However, the matter of that mark, you all are in trouble. Yeah. Figured as much. Well, whatever it is that started this, it ain't even half of what's coming your way. And if you tell, if you told me the truth, and that that one is out, well, I reckon there's more to follow. I pull out disco stick, and I say, "Does this help in any way?" Because she gave me this. She gave you a gift. Yeah. Uh, not, not in person. She no. kind of left it for us. Have you all ever? Are are you all familiar with the idea of credit and borrowing? We. T- I told you, and I'm not lying. We did not take the book. You can. You bear her mark. Ask him. I won't say a word. He'll tell you exactly what, how we found the book. I okay. So I was completely naked and I had a blank on me. Okay, and then I was. I She's was, now just looking around anywhere. She doesn't know where to look at you. She can't see you. And not I was naked. Sort of embodying a greasy little peanut, and then suddenly I sort of was like walking around, and then I was in a bath, and the bath started to rock, and then it was like, oh look, oh look, look down. No, your friend, your friend, she mentioned the bath. That's enough. That's enough. I'm. We're good. We're good with all that. I don't mean credit to the library. I mean cosmically. She said something to us about fixing, fixing our love. And she, she, she's just started covering her ears. Whatever she said, that's between you and her. I, that that's not. And Lambert's doing the same thing. He's just covering his ears. We need help, please. Anything you can tell us. There's nothing I can. This book, this, this book isn't is isn't is nothing to be trifled with. And by your hand or by this priest of yours, whatever whoever it was. Y'all opened a door, and you let something old back. Okay, but if, if, if you can't help us, you must know someone who can. He's dead. And all I'm doing is researching his work, and I, I haven't got a lot to go on. What do you have? Anything would help us. Asmodian was an academic. He, he came from the Alamistian. Like all of them quacks, he was obsessed with magic and the universe and the cosmos and all that. Asmodian... Got himself in a lot of trouble by my account. I, I ain't got much to go on, but that man was obsessed with the gods. Was he obsessed with Hadana? Look, what went on between Asmodian and Hadana is their business. Now, I am not going to talk trash about any god living or old. But can you talk trash about Asmodian, maybe? Asmodian is one of the oldest. If y'all are mixed up in his 
drama, as you said earlier. We're mixed up in hedonas. How does that make us mixed up in Asmodians? Oh, Chav, those two were the first item. And if you all picked a side, well, it wasn't the side that won. I thank you for the book. And before any other disaster befalls you or this library, I reckon y'all should leave. Can I ask one question, please? What's he the god of? Everything. Okay, well, um, I suppose in for a penny and for a pound. Lambert, uh, what do you think of this? And I pull out the heart of the fat stumps. Where did you get that? Uh, so, okay, uh, long story short, Eugenia's my wife. Uh, she gave it to me. She got kidnapped. Uh, we went to some temple with uh, an incubus and a succubus. Uh, we killed one of them. One of them flew away. I was left with this. Eugenia, we couldn't find. And now suddenly we think she's back home. And Norris and Norris wants to kill her so he can take over the estate. Yeah, and 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 and, and Lambert, remember Eugenia was real good to you, and I want to save her, so you got to help me help her. Um, yeah, Lambert is just like he he points at Fanny May. Fanny May is looking horrified. He's he's gone. He's just he's he's heading for the door. He's leaving. So I, as Lambert's leaving, I say, "Don't leave before you help us." And I cast a suggestion. He stops in his tracks and he turns around. Ah, uh, for. F- what you be wanting? How, how do we get into the flotsam estate? He looks at Fanny Mae. Fanny Mae looks at him and she just, she gestures and she turns her back for a moment. She just crosses her arms. I'll get you a map. And he, he gestures towards the door. Fia, as you're heading out the door, uh, Fanny Mae calls without looking over her shoulder. As long as you bear that myrrh, trouble will follow you. And not the small kind. And the, yeah, the door just closes behind you. Lambert brings you onto the second floor. He leads you into a section and you can see that you're in maps and periodicals. Uh, and he pulls out a drawer and there he starts rifling through it and he pulls out a scroll, a rather weathered old looking scroll. I ain't exactly 100% that's accurate, but it's a city plan of the estate and that'll have to do you. Lambert, thank you so much. And then I turn to Fia and I go, I did a thing, I did a thing. <laughs> well done. Um, I think we should go find the others. Uh, Yellow Cauldron? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm super giddy. I grab Fia's hand again and I run. Ye run outside. It's kind of, it's early evening. And as ye are, as ye head out, a dwarven man on a bicycle stops. And uh, you see that little headlamp on the front kind of blinks. Fia's a drum. Nathaniel upsetting him like, messages. And he holds up literally, he's just got like two envelopes. I take one. I take the other. And he's gone. He's, he's on his bike and he's just gone. Um, I start opening it. O- opening it. Same, yeah. Meet Old Tanner's Yard, Midnight, off Nagro, Sykes. Should we go there? Uh, well, we've got till midnight, so we, again, we need to find the others. Well, I'm assuming if we got them out, they probably did too. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Up here for thinking, down there for dancing. Yeah, yeah what are, whatever that is, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> You're heading to Old Nagro? Yeah. Okay. We cut back to Festa and Thane. You're standing outside a... A rather plain-looking building. Just off kind of a spiked guardrail, you just see descending down into the darkness a stone stairwell. Um, I turn around to Thane and I kind of like poke a finger into his chest and I'm Oof. looking him in the eye. Don't look at anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Don't eat anything. Don't drink anything. Just stand there. Just stand there and don't interact with anyone. Roger that, boss. And we go in. To you, you know the steps. You can walk them in blindly. Thane, the steps are quite short and sharp. Festa, you push open the doors. 
immediately your fade are just it starts ringing it's screaming it's it's as, as if you were in the fey realm and everything gave off this energy and this vibe you're you're able to re- kind of retain your composure it, it, not that you would have freaked out but it was more like as in be on your guard yeah. like that sort of she Hephaestus warned you not to react not to engage mm. and to just walk through it the place is dead there's a, a tiefling woman lifting chairs off of tables and uh, she's kind of got a, a wet rag in her hand and she's cleaning it off she seems completely in a world of her own she doesn't even acknowledge you the you know the tiefling as tizzy I just give her a bit of a nod for, like for what feels like a very long time that the two of you are kind of sitting there uh, and tizzy just kind of not reacting or responding to either of you and then all of a sudden you just see her face just kind of shift and she kind of comes into focus and she just kind of stares past both of you and her her face just kind of this kind of a smile and you see lights start to kind of rise around the club and you just hear the familiar sound of like iron rings being rolled back and there kind of uh, standing on the stage uh, is the full figured uh, form of Eveville her hair is kind of pulled up into this sort of swept beehive uh, it's just jet white it's just pure white her eyebrows are overarched and thin and drawn on very heavily and pronounced her eyeshadow is blended right across her cheekbones her lips are over embellished and puckered and she has draped around her neck and sort of tucked under her chins a thick feather boa her gloved hands are just kind of over her head uh, as she just kind of flexes for a moment and her dressed the sequins catch every ounce of light and they refract and bounce off of her. Festa. I slap a big old smile on my face and I'm just like, Eve, look at you. Beautiful. She kind of spins very slowly. Yes, look at me. Why isn't he looking at me? Dean, why aren't you looking at her? I was told I wasn't allowed. Look at how beautiful Eve is this evening. Hello. You're very beautiful this evening. He needs a bit of training. So, what is my favourite fire ganassi up to? Uh, I ran that job for you there, got um, that ledger, and I pull it out of my my satchel and hand it over. Oh, you can leave it with Tizzy. Sure. And I just sit it on the bar. Uh, It's immediately slid off the bar and tucked away. Um, helping a couple friends with stuff along the way. Uh, we just happen to be, you know, running in the same direction, but uh, nothing important. Am I not a friend, Vesta? Of course, that's why I've come. But my my club's very empty. We've run into, um, I believe I got in over my head, uh, it's so unlike you. Yeah, um, yeah, we got a little swept away by um, an old god. <laughs> ah, and that would deter you from honoring our contract. I'm, you know, right back on it now. Um, and yet, I don't see a single body, unless, and she gestures at Thane, unless this... I mean, he's my muscle, if you don't mind, makes things a little easier, you know. Does it know? No. And she just, she squares her eyes on you for a second. You know that fey radar thing yeah. you have? It literally feels like your skin is being pricked by a thousand needles. So... Literally, tonight, I'll, I'll get you whatever it is you're after. 
I see, I think, I think we're a little past some bodies. I can run other jobs, whatever you need, you know I'm here for you. I think at this stage, Festa, we're at reparations. Sure. Just kind of walking across the stage, Thane, you see a tiefling woman dressed very similarly to Hephaestus. Short pixie hair uh, and these spindling horns kind of out of her head and she walks up to Eve and she whispers in her ear and Eve's face just kind of twists into a smile. Hi, Heppy. And she just waves and she's gone in smoke. One of those friends wouldn't happen to be Nathaniel. I thought we were doing a job and then that was all over with. It seems you've been spending quite some time with our little bard friend. Hephaestus, I think of you as a daughter. And when one of my children does something foolish, I want them to learn from that. And she kind of just holds out her hand and you just see kind of uh, just manifesting there in out of smoke and light is a furled piece of paper. You know it straight away as your contract. And she grips it. And when she does, you almost feel as if someone has gripped your heart and squeezes it. This contract binds you. It binds us. We have a bond, mother and daughter. And you've hurt me, Hephaesta. But I'll forgive you. And I'll let you keep your power. In fact, I think you're ready for upper management in Club Karma. Except to run this business. I can't have staff with ghosts. So we make a new deal. I'll add it to the contract. I'll do it. I'll do whatever you need. Oh, I know you will. That's why. And the contract disappears. And in its place, she's holding a grey dagger. It doesn't shine. It doesn't glint off the light. It looks almost as if it's made of stone. You're going to take this dagger and you're going to kill Nathaniel. Then the power is yours. All of it. You can have all of this. I don't say anything, but I hold my hand out to her to take the dagger. From the bar to the stage, there's a bit of a distance, and as you kind of hold your hand out, the, the blade just moves from her, and then it just appears in your hand. It's cold to the touch, like stone. Almost like obsidian. Three days. No more, no less. That's fine. He dies, or we're over, Hephaestus. Okay. No more power, no more family, no more friends. You will be alone and worthless, just like I found you. I'll so do I can it. build you up. Or I can put you easily back down. I'll do it. And her eyes look on Thane for a moment. See to it. Thank you. Um, she goes to move off stage, and as she does, you just see her sort of shimmer, and then she's gone, and the lights dim. I just tuck the dagger into my boot and 
sort of tug on things jacket and start walking out. Uh, corridor is a lot shorter than when you first came into it. And as you step out uh, into the, the night air, what was, you know, late afternoon, early dusk is now almost pitch black. Your best guess is a couple of hours have passed, even though it felt like a few minutes or a few moments inside. You know that that's what it's like in Club Karma. You you rock in, it will be an hour, and suddenly it's two days later. Yeah. As you kind of step out, you just hear kind of huffing and puffing and just the squeaking of like a metal frame and tires. Is a very, very tired dwarf. <laughs> There's just kind of a very faint screech of brakes. Hephaestus Henderson. Thank Realine. I have a message for you. Oh. And he kind of just tosses them at you. <laughs> and he just starts to cycle away. Thanks. Uh, why we ever offered express service? <laughs> and he just cycles. <laughs> yeah, I open it. Uh, it's a note from Sykes explaining to meet at midnight in the old tanner's yard uh, in Old Nag Row. Uh, I, is it close enough to midnight? Like, should we be heading that way anyway? You best guess it's a couple of hours away. Yeah. Like, it's probably two or three hours, not yeah. four. I, I look at a fest after we and I'm like, well, unless you have other people to go murder, uh, we'll go to Tanner's Row. If you could not say those things right now. If you could not hit me. That would also be good. But we'll get there, if you want to. I just storm away towards wherever we're going. You head, uh, you all make your way to Old Tanner's Road. Fia and Nate, you've kind of arrived before Festa and Thane. You're in, it's an old, like you passed through kind of a heavy gate and, and doors. It's kind of been kind of abandoned. It's probably why Sykes picked it. And with the two of you kind of just sitting there waiting uh, in silence? Yeah, probably kind of awkward silence, I'd say. I'm sort of like patrolling, like walking back and forth. Like, I'm really proud of myself after today. I did like loads <laughs> of cool stuff. So I'm just like, looking out, don't you worry, fear. I've got this handled. Thane and Nefesto walking without you realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hey, guys. Hi. Nice weather we're having. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, that's what you. Recognize, I suppose, and everything. Um, you didn't recognize how clean my clothes are and how nice okay, I look. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, we found out a lot of stuff at the library yes, today. Yes, okay, Hephaestus, uh, Hephaestus. Okay, right, I need um, some, some of your expertise. Okay, so I was talking to a man, and he said that this, and I point to the tiara, I say, is magic. Can you do some magic things and figure out how magic it is? I, I don't even look at him. I just say no and walk to sort of a couple feet away and lean against a wall. I can I can take a look at it if you want. I know a thing or two. Okay. Being pretty weird, Festa. Uh, <laughs> What's new, Nate? And I take that. Can I do an Arcana check? You can. 22. You get a weird vibe off of it, but you don't see any markings or sigils. Uh, I hand it back to Nate and I go, aside from being, you know, pretty nice, uh, it's obviously the gemstone. That's... Whatever it does, it comes from that. Okay. Can I try to take the gemstone out of the tiara. Yep. Um, do I have anything that can help me do that? You can use a dagger. Give it a good old... Yeah, I'll just do that then. Good yeah, I'll use a dagger to try and just like pry it from the <laughs> yeah. piece. So give me, roll me an attack. Natural one. As you take the dagger, like, so you, you've handed it back. Festa is just, she's, she's standoffish and cold at the best of time. So you're just kind of sitting there and you kind of, you've been listening to the lads kind of talk about it. You know, Nate had kind of mentioned that Lambert talked about it as the heart of the Flatstones. Or the Flatstone Heart. 
Nate, as you uh, as you go to try and pry it, uh, and you push the dagger kind of down between the, the silver kind of clasped around it, uh, or set against it, you just hear a um, a voice. You just hear Eugenia just call out, Nate, and the the gates to the Tanner's yard slam shut, and then there's just kind of. <coughs> Didn't I think he'd walk straight into the trap? Roll for initiative. You were listening to Romancing the Dungeon. For more behind-the-scenes action, to see some art, other outtakes, all the absolutely ridiculous things that we get up to, make sure you're following us on social media at D8 Dungeon. And you can search for us on Discord for our very fancy Romancing the Dungeon server. A special thank you to David for providing the voice for our Tezrab Tatler. We thinks we might be seeing him back again. Special shout out to our patrons, Ben, Emma and Fiona, for their whimsical library staff. Uh, if you'd like to get behind our Patreon, just have a look for D8 Dungeon or Romancing Dungeon on Patreon. And that's all for us. We're so glad to be back and we will see you in two weeks time. It's a gemstone. Like you, you, you don't see any glyphs. On, sorry, that was so, so calm down. Like, don't you recognize a rock, you fool, you idiot, you dullard? Did you crawl out of the cave? My thoughts are spilling out onto the table. Have you, ever seen a, have you ever seen a rock before? I thought it's what you called breakfast. You idiot. <laughs>